bringing unity to the community. 89.9 KMOJ, the People's Station. Are you ready to have some real convo? Get down to it and talk about real topics? I mean, opinions are like, tune into our live podcast talk show, The Four Opinions, with your host, on-air personality, creator and CEO, Tiffany Love, featuring the legendary Walter Q. Bear Banks with empowerment life coach, L.R. Wilson, Mr. Thomas Berry, every Saturday at 8 a.m. on 89.9 KMOJ. Welcome to Four Opinions. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or board of directors of KMOJ. I got the voice this morning. That's a shame. Good morning, good morning, everybody. Twin Cities, uh, I mean, we every time the it's the song is like, you know how somebody felt the night before a Q Bear? Uh, uh, I thought the word in it was tied up, boot up. Ooh, ooh. Was, was that what she said? Was that, what, <laughs> she was said, that one of the lyrics in that? She tied said, up, boot up. Doo doo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> good morning, good morning, everybody. Make sure you take this number down six one two three seven seven three four five six. We have our wonderful, wonderful, my beautiful love star. Alex is in the bu- in the building. No, let me get my words together. You know, I had a long night. The love engineer. Not that kind of long night. <laughs> uh, we hosted an event last night, 40 plus. It was amazing, of course. But we got the love engineer in the building. We got Thomas Berry. What's up, baby? Now, that was me, y'all. Hey, did I sound like you? Not my at brother, all. my love. Latoya Wilson. Hello. Everybody she is in here. My I do. The air right so now. You are. Know now. Right. <laughs> y'all make sure y'all tell a friend, call a friend to let them know that we are live. But, um, Today, you know, usually we pick out topics that will try to help us, you know, the community. We love you so much. We uh, put ourselves on the line and, you know, but over last week, it's been this super hype um, about Kirk Franklin, 53-year-old Kirk Franklin and his documentary that he released on YouTube. Yeah. And uh, you know me when people start to you know post stuff, I want to look into it. That first of all, I start reading the comments. If it's like thirty or more comments, I'm only like, what are they talking about? Just to see how everybody else feel. So I went in my room and I went and cut it on after I found it on YouTube. And uh, boy, mm, mm, mm. I got triggered. I, I don't know who I called first, but I was like a lot of the emotions. We think that we got so far. I think God is always in the place of reminding us that we still have work to do daily. Oh, yeah, we could do so many empowerment, healing, therapists, church, 
relationships and we kind of get to a place that we think like we kind of arrived and kind of got it together. And then when things happen, it changes the dynamics of that. And for me, when I watched it, um, I thought that I was at a certain point and it took me way back. So that's why I wanted to talk about it because I said, and, and then I called uh, the love engineer and I was like, we need to talk about that. I know she has some similar uh, situations, but just to break it down to who have not seen it, uh, Kirk Franklin, 53 years old, people that's been fo- following him in social media, a lot of drama and trauma going on in his life about different things, him finding his father. Um, uh, some one of his friends went to a funeral and just somehow after 53 years was like, hey, you know, this man could possibly be your dad. In which he'd been asking his mom all this time to please let me know who my dad is. He'd been, you know, having all these people come after him about blood tests to say that they are the father. Um, he had a man actually that was on there. You know, Kirk Franklin is probably like five, four, five, whatever. And this man was like six, seven. And that was another thing that pointed out. He thought it was his father. And this man died of cancer. So it was like coming into the whole with like, like, thank you for doing what you've done for me. Oh, no. Well, he didn't say thank you for doing what you've done for me. He was like the, the response that he got from him when he was like, you my father. Why wasn't you there? Right. He was adopted. Um, y'all could tune in. I mean, y'all could jump in anytime y'all want because I, I probably missed some of the stuff. Cause well, the, we also don't want to give them the whole documentary. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so, it, so eventually just watching him go through this stuff, us watching him as Kirk Franklin from back in the day to up until today, all of this trauma. And so when it, it was finally revealed to him who his father was, it was definitely, you guys got to watch it. It was an emotional scene um, of him sharing the emotions that he went yeah. through um, as that part. The reason why it kind of triggered me was it's like a similar situation. Of course, I'm not adopted, but it was a long time of me being raised in a home that someone who I thought was my father um, eventually finding out that he was not my father. Oh, wow. And so and then when you get to this point of being able to talk to the person that loves you the most, who's the mother and the father, who, of course, knew or don't know. And it was, yeah, sometimes they don't know, but if they did know or whatever, and it's like all of the emotions that you went through that when you get older to find out like this person is not your father. And it was like the biggest thing that stood out to me in this documentary is when he went to her, his mom and his auntie. And he was like, hey, y'all been lying to me. But he also did it very graceful. He didn't say y'all been lying to me. He gave them the opportunity. Right. To gave them the opportunity to just come on. Girl, I almost ran. The building, uh-huh. because I'm like, when you give somebody the opportunity, because 99.9 times out of 100, you already know the truth mm. and you're giving them the opportunity to just go ahead and tell me what. And that's in whatever it is. Just go ahead and tell me, rip that bandaid off. Let's move forward. And when they still blatantly lie and you know that's a lie, that's the part that eats you to your core right yeah. then. And then they try to get you to believe that the lie is real continually and see that was another thing i was talking to alex about is like the parent i what i don't like and somebody said the word is very dismissive right so how yeah and so that's how it is and so for that generation for some sort and i call thomas too i was like why is it when we ask our parents who was like born 1940s or whatever most of our parents like it's they hold this lie to the very end and when you approach them about it it's like they are mad at you for bringing up the the question of that you, yeah, bringing up their secret, yeah. But well, I, I think you guys kind of look at it from a today's lens. I think that's part of the problem. I think you guys are bringing today's logic of looking at things to yesterday's way, and you're saying that today's way is the right way, 
And I always tell y'all, the data shows it's not. First thing is, you talk to these people on camera. This mother has lied so much to herself that it has become her truth. Mm. So now she's convinced herself. Then she's already probably embarrassed by the fact that she has this world-renowned son that she didn't raise. She doesn't have the stories with him. She can't tell you about changing his diapers. She can't tell you about his first recital. She can't tell you about his first Grammy party. She's already embarrassed by all of these things. She made a decision. Does she got to stand on her decision? Yes, indeed. But in this exposed tell-all environment, we want people to be comfortable with exposing their life. That generation is not the Instagram generation. That generation is not the Facebook, Twitter generation. She will need therapy just like he was talking to his therapist to get her to a point. Part of the problem is that we'll say we're healed and then we don't deal with the fact knowing that other people are not healed. And we want them to operate and vibrate on the level that we are on without giving them the assistance as well as the help that they will need. Preach. So when I saw what I saw in that situation, and let's be honest, he said that man, y'all left it out and you should have told the whole thing. She, That man died and he hated that man. Yeah. So he had hate in his heart, and that goes back to how he treated God's property and the people that work with him too. He's not as good of a person as you guys are making him out to be neither. Got a lot of things that he need to rectify with the people he burnt to help him get there. But see, when we go around hating people and pointing out the flaws of his mother, we forget our own flaws as well. All I'm saying in this situation, I understand both sides. And I felt bad for him. I felt bad for him. I understood. But I, I kind of I kind of saw the mother and and some of the disconnect there. And I was like, yeah. Well, yeah, because he said he hadn't talked to his mom for 20 years. But I think the other piece is realizing that while we believe that they are lying, what we don't realize is that they actually believed it was the truth until he brought it forward. Mm. So these are these were 15 year old kids. So imagine being 15 years old and there's a possibility that there's multiple people that could father your children. And you got to understand, we are the generation that had sex ed. We're the generation right. that has somebody. They did not. They didn't even know how babies were made. So you you make a decision today and nine months later, a child is coming. You know how much stuff happens in nine months mm -hmm. that legitimately I don't know. I really did believe that that man that I told you was your father was your father. You brought documentation mm. that told me something different. And I had never seen anything like it. So to be blindsided with a different version of my own history and you telling me that I'm it's like, no, 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 it's not that she lied to him. She literally believed it. And, and yes, had a hard time accepting the documentation, because like I said, we are familiar with this DNA testing and all of this stuff. That generation has no idea. And they don't trust people who tell them anything. And so I felt bad, like you were saying, because, again, for her, we also just upended her history, too. We just reshaped her story to herself. And she had no option there. And so the idea that she didn't opt into it does not necessarily mean that she was wrong or lying or doing something vindictive. At 15 years old, you having a baby? We got a whole, she got a whole different level of trauma that has not been dealt with because, again, no 15-year-old should be in a situation where multiple people could even possibly be the father of a child for you. Well, let, me, let me ask a question, though. In, in anywhere in this documentary, because I, I didn't seen it, 
And anywhere in there, the one that they said was the father, did the mother deny he was or? She denied Absolutely. it. She denied it many times. Absolutely. She okay. denied it. Okay. She, she, den- she denied it, but I also want to be just to, and I'm trying to be even-handed. Right. <laughs> I uh, see that. No, I am because. Because th- you know I got a whole rebuttal for the, it. The, 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 the rumor is that I'm always on the man's side, and I'm like, eh, I just like common Thomas sense. Thomas is not a rumor. No, I like common <laughs> sense. And for me, he was asked about the situation with the mother. He said he didn't recall. Right. So I'm trying to figure out if he didn't recall, why is it so much on her to recall? No, I don't think I don't think it's so much on for her to recall. It's just that he didn't know, dude. He knows he knew his mama, so he going his well, mama asking his mama. Listen, about man, it. I smashed a lot of chicks, and I don't know them either. Well, and there are many people who have that same story who couldn't recount say that. who could yeah. not recount every encounter they had. And I mean, it's, so it's not even far fetched, right? Because I had a baby at sixteen, so I was pregnant at fifteen, and it was two of them. Right, right. But but what I want to say to you though is once again. We keep putting our time on their time because think about it. They're in the the South like you, Mississippi girl. Yeah. You know how close, quiet folks are. If this girl was somewhat kind of in the area he said he they came up in, if this girl was kind of doing things that would embarrass her family, a lot of stuff Uh that she was doing, she probably was trying to block out of her mind. Yeah. Through embarrassment, that's probably the reason why he ended up being adopted by a distant relative because that was kind of the role. That's what they did. That's that's exactly what they did. Back at the end of the day, all the time. So many, to many children, had that story where again, a young girl gets pregnant in the South. Oh no, that that baby got to go somewhere, or that girl got to go somewhere, and that's just what they did. That's right. And Thomas, one thing I wanted to go back to you, and you said that I'm I'm paraphrasing, but you said something along the lines of. Them being on camera. Now we're going to remove the camera because I know people who ain't been on camera and they've been asked the same question <laughs> with all the information, right. all the DNA, the blood test, the slob, the hair, everything else. And it was 99.9% you the daddy mm-hmm. and they were still lying. And that is not denying, lying that they're not the daddy. Well, they could also be in shock. They also can be in denial and they also may have a child that they don't want. All right. We got to call a call. Call Go in. Come in. <laughs> Good morning, caller. <laughs> Good morning. This is Auntie Jackie. Hey, what's morning, up, Jackie? Hey, Jackie. Hey. Hey. Hey, I got my cast off my foot Tuesday and putting on shoes now. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I'm 72 years old, okay? And uh, brother man, I love that guy. Well, I, I, You know what? I don't even know your name, the guy on y'all's panel. But anyway, he has the perfect point to have been made. It doesn't matter what your gender is. His point is exactly right. We, in, our, in these times, tend to apply today's rules to history. You can't do that. You can't do that. History is what it is. It's factual. However, history also teaches you that changes in our society and changes in our values and changes in our decision-making have been applied to this situation has to be applied to this situation. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm born in 1951. I found out in 1985 when my father died that my mother and father, my mother was pregnant. And that's why she didn't have a wedding. I used to ask her, why do you have a wedding? She was already pregnant. She was like eight months pregnant when her and my dad got married. And that was a no-no back in 1947. Mm. They used to send women away to have them babies. 
but they wanted to keep their babies. But they and my father wasn't old enough to get married, so he had to have his mother sign for him to get married to her to rewrite and make this right. My point is just like the other guy's point. We can't go back and change the way people thought. Right. 50 years ago. That's just not going to happen. We have to forgive them, and they have to forgive themselves. Yes. Counseling is <sighs> probably the best thing to let them deal with the fact that they know something now that they never thought was possible. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, true, true. And the forgiveness is the key word. Yes, <laughs> thanks, Auntie. I just always just think, like, I hear for me like y'all always say i don't listen i think i do turn it off right after the point like oh well they didn't know oh they didn't and it's like to, for a different level of accountability in this in this era like for me i get everything i get that they couldn't do this i couldn't i did i get that they could not do this but we never we seem to always focus on how to make it comfortable for their behavior versus the people that had to go through the traumatic uh things that they had to go through to get to whatever this generation is so whatever this generation is that we say that we're more open where we got more access we talk about stuff we're more open we got counselors all this stuff but at what point and and i always go back and forth where at what point are they going to be unable to yeah we know that okay we talk about slavery Number one topic, four hundred. You know, been this, we all that, and but, but, but I'm saying we it's been holding us back four hundred years of slavery. When when are we going to be like okay? When we want to approach them, because it's the same thing. I felt the reason why it hit me hard, like I told you guys, when he approached her about it, nobody had to live the life that he had to get to wherever. Right. Even if he was mean to his people that he was working with, even if he was effed up and didn't know what to do. But the part of is that it was his life due to a, a fact or a down spiral from that somebody happened. else. Right. So when he did at that point, like okay, yeah, this happened to me. This happened to me. Let me talk to you. Because you are the one who inflicted this. I didn't ask for this. He was a kid. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. I didn't ask for none of this trauma, all this stuff that I'm jacked up in here not knowing who my father is. Right. Now that I know, let me talk to you, Mom, about yeah. this. And it was the audacity. That was the first thing. It's like the nerve of her to still holding on for what happened in 19, I don't care what their rules was back in then, to today not feel some type of way. Like, let me have this conversation with my son today. Let me, I have watched my son be on drugs or whatever his life or everything spiraling down. This is all effective because he's something that I did to him. And that's what I don't like. I don't like that part about it. So when you get ready to ask them about it, for when the Aunt Sandra from all that stuff, when it was a point that when he called his, he haven't seen his mom in 20 years, which was weird. No, no, you know, no, no, that was but, but I'm just saying it's 20 years because that's how it is. I don't talk to my people either. Yeah. And then when he um, called the auntie and like he was like, hey, auntie. And it was so crazy because he when said, I hey, Sandra. Yeah, wait, right. wait, he said, hey, Sandra. But when he called, he called her Sandra. And this is the thing about it. I'm like, how was that so common? When I called my mom, who was born in 1947, and it's my number on the call ID, my name is on there, and I will pick up the phone. And this is because I have identified some of our past history. Mm -hmm. She would pick up the phone and be like, who is this? Right. That is See. that is so to me. Like, how is that acceptable to people? Be like, oh, because they didn't know no better, and they didn't so, know. So I'm gonna say this to you, live on there. You have to unpack yours. That's what we talking about it today. No, no, yeah. that that's not what he's talking about. Oh, you you okay, have to okay. unpack yours. Ooh, you got that appointment at three. <laughs> no, no, she's gonna need more than that. Yes. <laughs> and then you can't complicate it with theirs. Yes. Because. Thank you. He was adopted, so he had called another woman mom. Mm -hmm. They don't even have that relationship. 
So when but you, she thought that he deserved to call her that. She waited on the phone uh, until he said, Aunt Sandra, you well, ain't been well, well, there in 20 years. You got to hear what he's saying. That's aunt versus mom. And then, honestly, you know, it's just the level of respect and decorum that they expect. And I call people who are not biologically my auntie, auntie anyway, and uncle that's not my uncle anyway, just based off of age and respect. I don't think I didn't have a problem with her standing firm on that. Uh, the other thing that I would say is that we cannot always conflate our situation with other people's situation. This is why I told you guys in the past I had an issue with the Me Too movement because I felt like it a lot, it made people unpack things that wasn't necessarily correlated with their own thing and they were conflating everything versus getting the help for themselves. Because when you start dealing with traumatic experiences, once again, this woman has to face the fact that she didn't raise him. Then on top of the face and the fact that she wasn't there for him, now she has to face the fact that she told him about a father that wasn't a father, and she has to deal with that too. So she's walking through all of these landmines, and she's trying to keep her sanity too. And holding on to that lie, hold on, mm. may be harmful for what you're receiving, but accepting that truth may be devastating and damaging for her, and at her age, she may not be able to accept that level of heartbreak and survive and be living. But why we just can't make it equal? I think the other. So as one as one who grew up in foster care and was also adopted and, and all of this, the all the hurt, all the harm, all the all of that is true. And as I tell people, it's like this is their drama. You just happen to be on set. Yes. Mm. yes. OK. Come on and now. so the impact you are experiencing because you are on set does not mean that this was produced like this because sometimes there's an understanding or a belief that it was intentionally done mm -hmm. and therefore they have to intentionally apologize because when you do something to me on purpose, I do fully expect a full apology, a right. full acknowledgement. But that comes from a place of you believing it was intentional. Mm. It was not intentional. This script unfolded the way it unfolded, the impacts that it have on you. There is, you know, I tell people, they didn't mean any harm, even if harm was done. Because right. they weren't that, it wasn't that brilliant. They were literally just living this life. Mm -hmm. And then the impacts we got, the things that we're carrying, the stuff that we're mad about, they don't even know it. Yeah. Because it's internal. And as a kid, you make a decision about what it means and what happens and why they give me up and all of those things. But that's internal. Yes. Meaning I created that story and half of it's not true. Mm -hmm. You are lying to yourself, too, because it gives a level of comfort to make it make sense. And as a kid, that's what you have to do. You have to make it make sense. Have you ever like believed something as a child? And then learn something different. It's like that as, it, an, adult that, as an adult and you make it doesn't make sense. And so therefore you also get to realize that when we talk about forgiveness and letting it go is that if you are you and you are as an adult, you now have a choice to take care of that kid that didn't get what they have. And so the question becomes, why would I continually today as an adult damage that child? Right. Mm -hmm. That's in that part. Hold on to that. We got a caller. Go ahead, caller. It's just me again, Auntie Jackie. You know, these are such valid points, and we have so much of these occurrences in our community. And um, But I do want to say that, you know, sometimes our statements are judgmental, and we have to be careful not to be judgmental against somebody else's, about somebody else's life. And one question that never has an answer, and it does lead to being judgmental, is the question of why. We can never know why. 
somebody did what they did 40 years ago when they were 15 or 14 or whatever their age was. We don't have an answer to that question, and you can't expect them to have an answer to that question because in the moment of that time when they made that decision, the question of why was not raised. Why will I do this? What's going to happen down the road? They didn't have that futuristic viewpoint. They had to live in the moment. And the question that we now say, why did you do that? We don't have an answer to that. And you're putting them on the spot. And that's not fair to them because they have their story and it deserves to be told. And it lived out how they thought best to live it out. It was not that intentional. It was just how it was. But asking them why they did or didn't do something is unfair because there's no answer to that question. It puts them on the spot. And I think so. Thank you. And I and I, I don't even think that he asked the why. It was just yeah, like, they just, why? Acknowledgement. My why is why we can never have the discussion. Like nobody calls to talk uh, about the tra- the traumatized. Somebody commented in the chat and they oh. said they agree with you. They said when someone is when someone lied, knowing full well it's a lie and not face the truth, it is very damaging. Right. And that's the thing about it, because. Even right now, on, the, atm- the atmosphere is just like it's always of like you said something about that. It wasn't intentional. We get like I and I get it because everybody's been through circumstances. Know that some we have all made some decision in our life that only us and God know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's the probably if it's the problem that if it wasn't intentional, why isn't that same Grace and mercy that we're supposed to have for them is not the us. same. Right. It's not given to us. Because what be. do you mean? It should well, be. It's not given you to said, you. Because it said, when you say it's not intentional. So if you did something to me and I, and like, in this situation. And I was impacted by it. Yep. Right. And I was impacted by it. I come to you and I talk to you about it. The way that his, that is just so, I get out of my face. So when my mom, when I went when I brought it to her attention, it was like, I don't care what it is. Get the, you know, she went on her rant, you know, whatever. And she was like, don't you ever come back to me and ask me a question like this again. And I'm just like, but I just wanted to know. Unfortunately, I didn't go through any of the traumatic things because I went all the way up to the big age to understand. Right. Well, fortunately, I didn't have those things like, who is my dad? Where is my dad? Because this person, this pillar was my dad. But when it was that change instantly in your life while you like 20 years old and it's like dang like okay so now you got to go through that process and then you start to when you go through that process you start to add up everything like how the household was ran why was you was treated this different you know like all this stuff started to come together so once you found out i'm not mad i was never mad at the thing i'm like you know because now i'm grown i don't did some little things you know so it's it's we okay with each other but then when i asked her it was just that whole part of like don't you dare and that's why I say it goes back to that slave mentality, like honor your mother and your father without, you know, that does not mean that I can have a conversation with you because we're helping each other now. Oh, yeah. You why can we have never the say conversation. That? You just got to recognize that they may not be able to give you right. the response you. you want. Mm-hmm. You can absolutely you. have the conversation, which you did. Yes. They don't you don't have and they may not have the ability. And so it's letting go of the response you right. expect them mm-hmm. to give because that's, that's, the, that's the real issue because yeah. you can always talk about it. You always can. Where the challenge becomes is when Ooh. you decide you have an answer for them and when they don't give you the answer you wanted. Now you're hurt and frustrated behind that. We got a call. Oh, call. Ooh, that was that's true. Thank you, Alex. Hello. Go ahead. Hi, my name is Sharina, but I was calling to push back a little bit on the last caller because my grandma's 83 years old, and she always has an answer. Mm-hmm. So I feel like like she moved from Arkansas to here. She could tell you why she married my grandpa. He was on tour. She already had a baby. She was 18 years old, and she got sent there because she was pregnant. And, you know, 
he was on tour and she felt like it was a good way to get up out of out of that, you know, sharecropping and come up north. And so I don't think it's fair to say they don't know why. Like mm. that's a very broad answer that's not real. Like she will answer every question you ask her. So I I I do want to tell the listeners and encourage them to ask your people any questions you have. And you might have some who don't answer, but you might have a grandma like mine who will answer and does have answers for everything. Right. You know, oh, nice. It's just be okay <laughs> with their answer, though. Yeah. So you 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 do, or you can push a little bit. Sometimes they, if you're just okay with it, sometimes they've never been pushed to answer why. Mm. Sometimes if you approach them in a way that makes them feel safe and seen her they might open up and give you a real answer why but yeah, if they like somebody telling anybody feels attacked <laughs> they do people like telling you stories person, then they won't they won't tell you why right. like, why'd you do this i mean nobody wants to answer that not even my preschoolers well, well, mm. well i would say that... like i want to understand you i want to know if you in the same space where they feel like you just you just want to understand them you you don't know how they may respond so i do just want to discourage people from not asking and just if you come in from a place of just you want to have knowledge and not condemn them you may get the answer that you're looking for that's the key thank you caller thank you i want to say two things First thing is that I don't think anyone shares their darkest moments as freely as we come off as. Nobody. Oh, and no. they shouldn't. And the other thing that I would say is safe space. I don't think cameras in front of people. I don't think. So that was one thing, Thomas. That was this story. But I'm saying in real life, there are no okay, cameras. Okay, but I, oh, I'm, here to, I'm here to talk yeah. about that situation. If we talk about real life, I can go into that as well. I think that sometimes in this country, we kind of think that everybody's on the same wavelength. And I say this all the time. We still have archaic ways to talk about parenting. Everybody don't want to be a parent. And we don't really have that conversation. I I was watching Monique, who talked about her situation with her son. And she said she has to be honest and open. She didn't want to be she wanted to be a comedian more than she wanted to be a mother. And so she had to sacrifice parenthood in order to become this great comedian. And so she didn't raise her son the way that she should have. As a matter of fact, he was pretty much shelved off, adopted off. And she has to live with the consequences of her decision making so that she could be successful and provide for her child. But she knew that through all the trauma and the experiences that she'd been through, that she wasn't going to be a great mother. In our community, we hear things like that when we would call her deadbeat. That child ain't going to never want for nothing in his life. And his mother did the best decision because she'd rather be absent than be a terrible parent abusing that child. I think that sometimes life is a little bit more complicated than what we make it. And I do agree with Auntie Jackie. I think sometimes in our, what you say, big age, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're so judgmental. And matter of fact, about other folks' lives and other people's decisions that we don't really think about the complexities of human be- human existence. And so sometimes for me, what I try not to do is get into the expose of other people's personal business, because I'll tell you, your mother, her response to you is always a triggered response because now her supposed to be the protector and the provider for you. When you found out that that's not true. You got something on her that takes that armor that she's been wearing as your mother that penetrates that for her. She doesn't know how to deal with that pain. She doesn't know how to deal with that. Ouch. And let me, let's be real. A lot of our people don't know how to cope with reality sometimes. That's why we have such a major drug 
epidemic in our community. People trying to escape reality. And so you have to be careful on how we tread these things. And what I would say is I wish Kurt and him the best and anybody else, Latoya, but I do believe that folks have to be able to talk these things out. And it takes time right. and you may not get the results that you're seeking because the remedy for the other person may not be your remedy. And then it was the thing about, like you just said, you go back to Monique. Monique was a person that she said it. OK, she publicly said it. And it's OK. And for me, I just go back to personal experience. I mean, it looks so good that people that haven't, you know, treaded in that um, that life and had to go through those different mental stages that you go through. And it was the point like even me as at this big age. Some things that I had to go back and rectify with my children. Like, of course, they're older, you know, now. But, I mean, being back that I was a parent at 18, by 21, I had four kids. So, I didn't have no clue. It wasn't 15, but it was 18. I still was like, duck the dun. You know what I mean? And so, when I got to the point, I think because of the behavior that happened with my mom, it was why I was, I did an open platform from them. And that, and that was ugly. Like, if I had to have them say things to me about how they felt, me raising them or how I wasn't or what they expected or how it could have been different, I allowed them to have that space so then they could be freed up to be able to move in wherever they needed to move to. Not when they came to me and I said, I had to do what I had to do because I had four kids. I had to do. That's not cool because it, it. do you know how many steps that set you back? Mm-hmm. And like I said, and then when you got everybody together. So let's let's move forward to talk about the sister and the mom. Mm-hmm. Those two, they had such a bond. As you can see, it was like they were bonding to be on that bull crap like they were bonding not to answer when he was ready to bring it to them she more so like i'm still gonna protect my sister no matter if like again we forget about all the trauma that he been through and he the one had to fight these demons he's the one's been losing sleep he the ones that's hating like you said a man that he hated that wasn't his father and live with that and try to get over that that's why i said the people that's in that mud they will feel what he felt versus when he came over there to talk to them and then together they get together. No handhold for him. Mm-hmm. No handheld for him. Mm-hmm. It's like us still going to hold together. And then when he presented the paper to her and said, this is what it's saying. Mm-hmm. And I'm still I'm, I'm processing this. And she said, I swear to God on everything. That paper is lying. At it. He's like, how's the paper lying in the blood test? You get what I'm saying? Like the paper is telling you like and that's that is delusional for me for us to keep on saying they don't know no better a paper. Now, okay, so let's go for pen and paper. It's at 99.9, and she's still in his face through all that saying you're lying. I was actually really proud and pleased with the auntie because, Ooh, again, I this understand. woman and that's and her sister. So, again, like I said, because we know Kirk Franklin's story. Right. We don't know those women's stories. We don't. And so the fact that she was willing to ride for her sister, even through all this nonsense, because you could tell she was also like, Wait, what is going on? But she was there for that woman. She stayed on call. She was right, there I'm with her, the with her sister. And so she clearly don't have, I mean, the, the son is definitely all that you say is true. Like saying we all got a right to feel how we feel. Like I'm not saying it's bad, better, good or worse. Right. But I do appreciate the fact that she didn't abandon her sister at this really low point. So I got two comments. Mm. One from Prince Corbett. He said we may want to have the conversation and have an expectation to have closure but have to open have to be open to the fact that we may not get closure because the other person may have guilt or shame. Leave on my brothers from uh, Maryland said, what if they don't have a why answer, though? Mm-hmm. They Life happens, as you said. The answer might be there 
isn't an answer and you have to understand right because i think that. the people that went through it they don't want to ask the why they i i don't think that i i don't know like you said your experience of being adopted like did well you probably did go through the why because it's like levels of people course. don't know it's like of levels course. you ask for the why I, you get over the why I'm real quick giving up why was i right. why this happened and you make up all these things right. but you got to get to what what got me over because again i was as angry as frustrated as, as sad as ashamed as all and that's those are normal feelings to feel when you're on the receiving end so i think that's the big piece it's like it those are normal and realizing that the answer I was looking for was going to have to come from within because again the people externally to me I knew couldn't give it to me but I am at this point where I'm like you got a choice to make you either are going to be right. mad about this right. and bitter and we and I could choose that I could or I could choose to realize that everything happens as it's supposed to. I remember being at a conference and you talked about it. It's like, if you're going to blame them for all the stuff that goes wrong and it happens, right? It's like, you didn't do this and this and this and we could do that. And I could talk about how painful that is. And he was like, well, if you're going to blame them for that, then you got to think about who you became because of that. Mm, that's where I was going. And it was like, so if you're going to blame them, you also got to give them credit. And even as I listen to you, which is beautiful, it's like you have decided to take a different parenting right. conversation with your children just because of that. Mm. If it weren't for that experience, you wouldn't have. And similarly, it's like I am who I am because of the pain and the traumas and the things that unfolded. And so there's a gift in it all if I choose to see the gift or I can keep just looking at it from a garbage standpoint. But either way you choose, it's like mm-hmm. I am now choosing it. Right. right. And I want something different. So therefore, I had to choose how to get over it. Not because they were right. This is not about a right or wrong. Right. This is about I choose to be free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I like what you said. And that's the thing that I wonder out when I think about Kirk. If that pain wasn't there and that loneliness wasn't there, he had all that his heart's desired by what they say is healthy for parenting. Would we have Kirk Franklin? Mm-hmm. You right. would not have Kirk would, Franklin. Would we have? You could not have. Would we have? Franklin. Would we have Tiffany Love? If you didn't go through that, it's the reason why you call yourself Tiffany Love because you're in search of the, what they call love. Mm-hmm. All your actions in life shows that you're in search of family, you're in search of love, and you're in search of acceptance. And so that puts you in a different trajectory based off of not having that, but it also allowed you to help other people along yes. your path. Absolutely. And so Absolutely. sometimes we always question, it's funny, is that we always say we believe in God, right? And then we say God is the creator of all. <laughs> as soon as so something will go, no, no, right, so no, because I, I have to speak truth to us because it's that. see it all, yeah, all things work be, together. Because, you know, at the end of the day, ain't nobody questioning God. Maybe God, that's the way God wanted it to be for you. Maybe that's the way God wanted it to be for Kirk. Sometimes I just feel like I got an uncle that's, that cut me across my neck and my chest when I was 18. He, just an inch away from my juggler, I could have been dead. And uh, a couple years ago, you know, he needed to get to a, a family function. I sent him money, and everybody was kind of shocked that I sent him money. And he said, you, you, you gave him money. Did you, did you forgive him? Why did you forgive him? And I'm like, well, he just wasn't healthy. He wasn't healthy. He was on drugs. He wasn't doing right. I was a hot-headed 18-year-old. And, you know, he said some things. Well, he, he was in the wrong. He was trying to harm my cousins. We got into a fight. I had to whoop on him. Me whooping on him, he felt like that was his pride. Mm-hmm. I was trying to protect my cousins, but he was trying to protect his pride. I'm his nephew. I'm beating him in the streets like a grown man. 
in front of his other nephews. And you will be dealt with like a grown man. And so he and he wanted to reenact that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, part of it comes from me not having the skill set to de-escalate the situation, and then him not having the skill set to understand. Man, I'm 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 trying to cover the fact that I'm a junkie. That's why I'm treating these other kids that way. And so you have to sometimes forgive people for where they're at. And I've I pride myself on that. And I also take for myself, if there's something that I'm not doing, I take accountability. But I am that person that will say I would take that consequence at the same time, because if I feel like I got a path, Mm -hmm. you know, that I'm going to go. It may be some days where I may not talk to my children. I may not deal with my child. There may be some things, but I may see a a vision. I may have a mission that everybody else don't see. And so you have to sometimes understand that this is not a perfect science. I just saw what I saw. And then this is and I heard this from you, Latoya, because I'm on Tiffany and I I, want to get back to you. You said, well, this is what happens when men see the DNA test and they don't this, this, this and this. I think that was a little different. I think Kirk was on a search. And I don't think that man, that man said, here's why me. Here you go. Right. Thinking that he me. probably wasn't. Yep. Even the brother that did wasn't his father. Mm-hmm. He never said he wasn't his father. He just didn't have a response to his response. Right. So those men weren't trying to shirk that. They didn't even know. And here's the other side of in our community. Let's keep it a buck fifty. Sometimes these situations happen because y'all know that sex is not necessarily as conventional with our community at all. It's talking about young kids. Y'all don't know this young girl, what she was running from. Y'all don't know what she was dealing with her father at home. Was she dealing with her uncle at home, the neighbor at home? Y'all don't know if she's been molested. If she was running from something, trying to find comfort with these men, she could have been abused. And she's trying to cover her abuse up, and she ain't healed from that. And we're asking her to unpack this to satisfy him. She ain't been satisfied herself. Mm. Yeah, that was something that Alex said. And then, you know, it's for me. Another thing about that is like they have this this whole thing too about everybody is in agreement because from every, from what I have Tiffany. found out about it was like everybody knew except the child. So Tiffany, what? you got a person that chimed in on the chat. I'm gonna read it. Don't cry. Okay, go ahead. Uh, she said, Tiffany, you need to stop. This is your mom. This is from Dolores Washington. Mm, yeah, I know she was gonna be tuned in this morning. And it's a gift, and it's okay, right? right. And so because, I think that's because, a piece. But, it's okay. You get to tell your truth the way that you need to tell your truth because that's the thing. It makes others uncomfortable. And I think to the to the point that was being being made here, it's like how it impacted me. You don't get to decide, right? right. How I show up and how I have to process through my healing that is mine, right? Mm-hmm. And and that and it may make others uncomfortable. And that is the hard part about this. But it's like my healing is my commitment. Right. And it may make you uncomfortable, but this is the truth I know from the spot I sit in. Mm-hmm. It may not be facts, but it is my truth. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, and, that, and that part about that, it will be like anything that we can have a discussion about anything. Never, ever once will communicate just like that's why I said the auntie and the sister pissed me off because you never 20 years you have not talked to the child. But on one topic, you could show up. 
But he called but one, them. But, one, but he called them to show up. That's why. But, but, but I'm saying, but they was ready to show up. You know what I mean? Because but it's he like insisted, never, though. That it's not that like they volunteered he, it to he, your to your point. He insisted that they come. It's not like they sought them out. they also had the choice not to show up. Right. They, they had been up there for 20 years. But, he right. sh- but they showed up for him because had they not showed up for him, we'd have a different conversation on this shame show right now today. So they shame did. Show. They <laughs> did. They did attempt to show up. Again, like I said, we can't hold people for how they do it. But they did show up, and it was the best they could. And my, and my, my dad says, which, I, again, I appreciate when, when I finally oh, yeah, did meet I would, my birth I would birth like to family. know what was your conversation. Um, I mean, if you want to share how much you could oh, yeah, oh, yeah. We've had, I mean, to your point of not telling truth, some of it they just don't tell. So, like, I found out what happened to my finger. So, my finger was cut off as a kid. Mm. And, and all my life, I had no idea what had happened to my finger. Mm-hmm. And then when I find out. What happened? I called my dad, my adoptive father. I was like, hey, did you know? He was like, of course we knew. It's like, why didn't you tell me? Mm. And they're like, oh, I, he was like, I thought your mama told you. My mother has since passed away, but my mother never said anything either. But when I look back and I think about it, had she told me, I'd have never found my birth family because I'd have never looked for them. Right. Oh, wow. Right. And so some of the things, again, when you're a child, you believe you know, but you have no idea. And so some of the things that you don't know as a kid is actually protecting you and your sanity. Because, again, kids just don't have context. Oh, yeah. mm. As an adult, you can now sit back and, you know, move these buckets around and make all these decisions. But as a child, it's either I was wrong, something wrong with me. You internalize it. You right. don't and have that's any what he context said he yeah. Yeah. for it. And so some of the stuff you don't know as a child Mm. is actually serving you Mm. as an adult. Now you can go back and you can do whatever you want to do with it at this big age, as you like to say. (laughs) But that's because at this big age, you have more tools and skills. Yes. So yes. when hopefully, so hopefully. some most people yeah. you have more access if nothing else. Right. Hopefully. So when you got ready to so when you got ready to do this, you know, to find out more information and you did not receive everything that you wanted to receive in that moment, like how did you process after that? So before I even got to the moment, I had decided that I was loved, I had everything oh, that I yeah. needed. And so okay. that's the ki- that was the catch. See. Like I didn't go searching for something. Mm-hmm. I went to be informed about something. So often people go searching, searching for the love they think they left. They got left out on searching for searching for all this stuff to fill a hole mm-hmm. within them. But I didn't. But but through my journey and in this whole process, God, it got me to a place it's like I need you to know that you are loved. Mm-hmm. You are chosen. You are special no matter what the answer is, because the other flip side of this is that they could have not wanted to connect at all. Mm-hmm. So my my fear initially was like, I'm going to reach out to these people and they're going to not want to have me connect. Because, again, I don't know what this story or how I fit into their story. Right. Oh, yeah. So that, yeah. So when we was going back to that, that was the point that I was saying. When you get to the point of, like I said, with the sisters, so it was just the sisters. And the guy said he didn't have any idea of the father, who, who was the father. But it's like it's so different. That was another thing that was like highlighted in our community, that the whole community community will be in agreement of that lie. Hmm. Or that process, or the not unknown. even that the lie is just I'm unknown. Well, oh no, I'm gonna start changing yeah. that. And but, I think that like, everybody be like just intentionality right. and, exactly. and 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 like, negative. Everybody want to keep the secret together. Like when I found out, like are these people made an agreement to say like this is what it's gonna be? No, forget Who made about an agreement. So, so no, on, the sh- on on when they talked about. Well, no, they didn't make the agreement on the Kirk Frank. I'm just right. talking about the personal. It, it, the personal thing, like everybody making they agreement all kept, everybody they're knew. willing to keep the secret, right? Right, and the only person that didn't know, and then like you had this kid coming to the community, like, hey, you such and such, like, uh, but, what? But, like I had, it was so foreign but, but Tiff, because I didn't know. But Tiff, 
I would say this, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm going to speak from a personal place. Yeah. Two things I've experienced in my life. At a funeral, sitting with my cousin, love her to death, won't say her name, my aunt who passed away, love her, miss her dearly. She's sitting at the table, my cousin's sitting at the table, guy walks up, looks at her, aunt's sitting right there, my cousin's right here, I'm right here with my family, and that man said, I'm your father. Mm. Yeah, that part. That part. That man, you look at you look at that man. Your whole world crushes. You're looking at True. And that's her father and my aunt, her mother sitting right there. Right? Mm-hmm. Took this funeral of my uncle in Wisconsin to find out some business in Indiana where everybody stays. This man still stays in Indiana. Okay? For my auntie, I'm pretty sure that my aunts and my uncles, they probably had an idea. But sometimes as siblings, especially when it's intimate business, it's not none of my business. That is our thing in our community. We do not really police each other's bedroom as much as they do on social media. That's one thing. My last name is Barry. I am not a Barry. <laughs> my father's father's last name is Eccles. My father has brothers who look just like my father. I've never met these people before. <laughs> Yo, you guys are laughing. No, because it is me. No, 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 it's so familiar. Each the community is sad. Well, for me... Because I think that my father and his mother had a tough relationship because my father was going by this name. And I and I've broached this conversation with my kids, like, hey, we got this name Barry, but we really ain't Barry's. You know what I'm saying? We we got this whole set of folks in Michigan that we belong to. And I didn't find this out until I believe my grandmother passed away. And my aunt, my aunt Joan, was telling me a little bit about it. And then I did Ancestry.com. Right, right. And then I found out through the DNA, this is the name of my actual grandfather. And this is when he passed away. But he has these other children. And I was able to look those people up online and able to see that they look like my father. They look like my brothers and even my sons to some extent because they look more like my father's people than I do. And so I say that to say... It's a tricky thing, but then my kids' response to me, which is my response to the world, is like, yeah, we're just going to take this thing and we're going to ride this thing out because we'll just be, we're still kin to all of my cousins who go by the last name Barry. That's still my family. We got the same grandmother. Maybe we don't have the same grandfather, but we got the same grandmother. We're going to ride that out. We still kin, and we're just going to take this name to, to the next plateau because it's just the name and family is pretty much as you found out the people who receive you as family yes. blood yeah. blood don't make you family right. and but and it does. no no, no but what i mean related. but what i mean by blood don't always, it don't make you healthy family facts and so you may be related but it may not be no relations Ooh, right yes. so Indeed. i so Indeed. i think I, so i think people just have to be able to process it on their level right but with you I'm going to say this. Too Short said, just don't stop rapping. <laughs> and so I'm going to tell you, don't stop rapping to find your truth. Right. 
But at the same time, don't expect everybody else to be on that journey with you while Thank you go. You, it's a it's a solo journey. Thank that you. is the piece. It is a solo journey. It is always a solo journey. And that's the piece is being like I said and then finding them. That's what he's like. You got to release the fact they're not going to respond like I want them to respond. Right. But that doesn't make it not right. And it doesn't make me not able to heal and go forward. And it is so powerful that you said that because you said you were raised in that love. And so you kind of like was not missing the things that, you know, was in between. No, it was challenging. Yeah, it and, was challenging. And, it wasn't that I was raised. Again, I was raised on faith, food, stamps and free lunch. Right. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in the hood. So it wasn't that it, it, it wasn't this adoptive story of like, oh, this is. No, no, no. It was challenging. Like all other Drummond. children who Drummond. grew up in the hood <laughs> have, right? I thought you grew up with Mr. Drumming. No, nope, nope, not not at all, right? I mean, so I, we grew up in that again, like I said, we were on food stamps. We were in we were in, at the poverty level or below, right? So it was that same level of challenge and trouble and you know, I used to dream that my family was in from Disneyland and and wow. I couldn't wait to go back like and always with the question of like why the, the why they give me up, mm-hmm. Alex. Do you know who Mr. Drumming is? I don't know who Mr. Drumming is. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you responded that way. Different strokes. Different you ever seen the white the white, the white man? No, my I was adopted by a black family, which is always a question that I get asked. Was like, were you adopted? Were you adopted? But he was he was originally. No, I didn't get. I, I, did, I did not. I did not. But it still it was still was a journey. But the journey was internal in the sense of you gotta know that again. Er, Got to a point where it's like it all happened. This is your point around God. It's like if everything works together for my good, then I got to realize that the hard parts were required to become this. And like, and even, yep, I want something better. I wish, I wish it had happened this way because one day I called my parents. What what it would have been if it was that way. And and that's (laughs) it's a futile experience because again, one, I can't change the past no matter how I focus on it, right? And they talk about it's like depression is when you try to change the past. Come on, anxiety is about trying to change the future. Right. And so being in the moment, this is the only moment I got. Taking it for what it is and realizing that I made it. No matter what it was, was it perfect? Maybe not. But whose version of perfection is this? Right. And you, you and am I here? And because you at this point, like I say, I get to choose. It's like, will I keep abusing myself? Will I keep not loving myself? Will I keep mistreating myself? Mm-hmm. Well, because at this point now, it's a choice. I'm I'm now treating myself this way. Right. It was it was crazy because um on when, once we posted this about this topic for this weekend. It was so. This probably was the most uh, inboxes and messages and people, you know, it's hard. saying their personal stuff. Like I'm still dealing with the trauma. I'm still dealing with, you know, my family. And it's like, man, like this, you know, I'm always like, we need a resolution to it. And like, even it's like the continuing of the bullying. You know, it's like for me, it's never a stop. We, I'm okay. I'm okay with it at this, you know, big age. But it's like it's never to stop, and it's like it's always shut your mouth, don't say nothing. You're lying. Don't do this. That part, I think that's what keep me so stimulated to be so angry and still so bitter about it because it's never like. And I and I get y'all say take it for yourself and you're in but, control but of Tiff, it. But it's always the bullying. Still, I don't. I don't think you're never gonna be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you ain't gotta be okay. Mm-hmm. You're, you're you're always yeah. growing with it. You gotta choose mm-hmm. to move because back. and there's a difference between being okay. And and accepting it mm-hmm. and let it be what it is, and you could put it in a graveyard, you could throw it in the dirt, right, whatever. Right. But you're not doing that. You're still yeah. dealing with it, right. and you're going to deal with it. But you're going to grow with it. But look how far you've grown. That's where it makes the difference at. 
is because you've seen things and you've been through some things just like everybody else in this room. Right, right. When Thomas was talking about the, the fight and the beat up, mm-hmm. he ain't the only one that's been through that. But then if I tell all of mine, y'all be like, what? We thought you had the best thing since sliced bread. Right. Well, I know how to take bread and make it work by putting a little jelly and a little peanut butter on it and make a sandwich. But then at the same time, when when all of it's in front of you, you got to deal with it. Yeah. Even the history that sometimes we don't want to deal with. Because that history is what makes you who you are because of what you know. But then somebody else's truth does not make it your truth. Right. Right, 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 absolutely, and that was the thing about even when y'all said about the Me Too, when you brought the Me Too movement, it's like yeah, it was just somebody just to have a voice, just to say what it was, you voice. know, what I'm yeah, but, to have a but, space and a then place. People like they yeah. just, it, I don't know, when people are able to like, it, that's a freedom for uh, them, but, and then but, you have so many people like, oh, you can't but say that's this. Not what oh he's no, no, that's about. not that's he's not what I'm saying. About the exploitation right. of it, right? And also just being able to. So here's the thing. We live in this time and age where everybody's like, yo, let's unpack. Well, when you unpack mental mm. and emotional you trauma, you got to do something you with do it. You got to do something with it. Right. Or what you end up doing is that you start signifying to the other sharks that is blood in the water. Yes. yes. And then you become, you further become a victim. And so what happens is that the, for me with the Me Too movement, I saw people unpacking. But I didn't see them compartmentalizing the things that they were unpacking so that they continue a healthier existence. It was more so exposing to the world that this happened. But what am I supposed to do? And nobody came along to even give those folks back up. Yep. Mm Because in this society, we're good. What we're good at is placing blame. So we point fingers and we say, all right, this is what that person is bad. And this, this is why evil. it's acceptable. Right? Or, or, or I should be, or, or you know what? I can do it because this happened. Well, well, here's the thing. I don't even want to talk about acceptability because now when we go back to the Kirk Franklin thing, one thing I had to remember that we kind of got off basis was he went, he didn't go to the funeral. The mom was at a funeral and the homegirl was at the funeral and so was the biological father. The man volunteered the swab. He the one said, yo, I had relations with her. Now, I'm going to keep it a buck because I read people. He also said, man, I ain't know nothing about nothing. I ain't know if I would have known, I, know, I, I would have like, came and found you. <laughs> but you knew at that funeral to say, I had relations. Right. And here's a swap. <laughs> That's why I said it'd be so confusing so, when so, you look at no, that. No, it, like, it wasn't confusing. <laughs> it wasn't confusing if you, because sometimes, and go back to what you're saying about production and producing, if he wasn't meant to be the villain in the story, he ain't going to be the villain in the story. We're not going to go back and break down and say, well, hold on. How'd you show up to the funeral and know to, to, to say to, some, to a complete stranger? I had right. relationships <laughs> with this woman. I when I was no, no, no. That, but I think that was about, again, so he's working, Kirk Frank's running. When I talk about things, everything is in divine order. So he didn't go to a funeral with that thought. No, 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 no. God needed Kirk Franklin to know this. And so when I tell you that things will unfold again, because I know my own story. Okay. Things will unfold in ways you couldn't have planned. He wasn't that intelligent to be like, I'm going to go to this funeral and tell that. That's not how that went down. God needed Kirk Franklin to have this key. And we'll move heaven and earth and everybody in it to get you what you need. And I think that's the piece of what you talk about. We talk about we believe in God. It's like you got to know that if you are special to nobody, yeah. that the God that created you, because the fact that you're even here and sometimes and that's what I had to get to with my family. I was like her only purpose was to get me to this earth. 
She wasn't here to raise me. She was not here to create a life. Hence the reason I had to be you in this system. Gift. I, 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 God was like, I need to get you here. You were not yeah. her And gift. therefore, all of us are in that spot. It's like, know that if you are, you got to this earth, you were like one in a hundred million options that could have happened right, right, right. for you to get here is a gift. And maybe that's all yep. God needed them to do the rest of this. The God that created you will ensure you get everything else you need to move forward in this life. That's if you and believe. It, and yeah, <laughs> look at him. He's going to preach up. Come on. We're going to say, you know, this was definitely unpacking some of it. Thank you guys for who, who tuned in to I'm listen to Tiffany us. I'm Tiffany I'm, I'm um, tired of being her therapist. Whatever. You're not my therapist. Cause sh- <laughs> I'm therapist. <laughs> but I'm thank you guys for tuning in. Y'all can go to feedback4opinions at gmail.com. We love you. Check us out on Facebook at the number four opinions.